Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 9, Save Henry. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, as Regina's curse approaches, Regina discovers the threat of the Savior, and Rumple tells her she'll come to him for help when she learns she has a hole in her heart. In Storybook of the Past, Regina discovers just that and asks Gold for help to fast-track an adoption of a baby boy, whom she names Henry. When Regina discovers that Henry is the son of the Savior, she tries to give him back, but she loves him too much and decides to keep him anyway. She takes a potion to forget that she ever knew he was the Savior's son. In Neverland, Emma convinces the Lost Boys to help them and tell her where Pan is. Regina, Snow, and Emma go after him, and Regina takes his heart, a.k.a. Henry's heart. They save Henry and get Rumpel out of Pandora's box. Trapping Pan's shadow in the sail of the Jolly Roger, they sail home. When they discover Pan on the ship, Rumpel traps Pan in Pandora's box, but not before Pan and Henry switch bodies. What do you think of this episode, Roger? This is a top ten episode, and I reserve the right to put it in top five later. Okay, I think that's fair. This, I think, is the best back-to-back episodes we've ever had. Mmm, I could see that. These were fantastic. They made sense. The stakes were raised appropriately. And despite having three locations, I felt all three stories added value to this episode. I think the Enchanted Forest portion is more like a cold open like it's sure it's very short it has a purpose and it ties directly to the story but it's a very flashback. important purpose. yeah it's very important um yeah I, I would agree with that it's more of a cold open but that cold open set the tone for mm-hmm. past storybrook so yeah no i mean I, I i really enjoyed it i don't know that i have many complaints i also love this episode i wrote what a great episode I, it wrapped up the Neverland plot really well. And I was starting to get worried the first time I watched this. I was like, this is only episode nine. Like, why are we wrapping this up? This is We've done this before and it, it didn't work out. But then it was still exciting. Um, this episode got me teary a couple times. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Regina smiles so much in this episode for multiple reasons. And I love all of them. It blows my mind that the same writers who wrote this season also wrote last season. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, like West Wing, right? Like, they had different writers in, like, season six. So you're like, oh, I see what happened. Well, they might not be the same. Okay. <laughs> they could be different people. Maybe it is. <laughs> because also, this episode is Regina front and center. Yeah. It was like back being in season one where she's the star of the show again, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited to see what will, what's to come. I feel like the Enchanted Forest is the appropriate place to start I in agree. the past. Um, we had that great conversation between Regina and Rumpel. I like that Regina clearly has no idea what Rumpel's involvement is in this. So he has obviously built in a trigger. Because she talks about where you and everyone are going to forget and he smiles. So he knows that he's built in his trigger to get mm-hmm. his memories back. What's interesting is that it isn't 100% clear to me at this point what the trigger is. If the trigger is the savior, is it the name? Is it hearing the name? Is it reading the name? We already know that it's hearing the name. So if someone else were to have said the name to gold, he's awake? Yes. Hmm. Because then couldn't it have been broken when he's going to get the baby? They could have said her name, like this is the birth. Especially because he's we're, we're to assume that he's doing some shady stuff on the back end to make this adoption yes. happen. So even though we know it's closed, it could have been like, well, the birth mom, Emma, did not want to keep it, and that could have woke him up. Yeah, I mean, that's not how 
adoptions work, close adoptions especially, but... Sure, but we again know that the rules are not being followed here. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what the situation is, but it is interesting that Regina doesn't seem to understand. Like, he asked her to cast this. Yeah, she seems to think that she's punishing him, and he even says, like, well, you already agreed to give me what I wanted. And she seems concerned that he's in the cell, except that... In, like, once she casts the curse, he won't be in the cell. Yeah, she offers him freedom, <laughs> but they're all leaving For the, in the next, moment. like, five minutes. The, the clouds already, like, shown up. Um, he also calls her out, and this is something we talked about before. He's like, but if you've already won, why do you have a need to gloat? Because mm-hmm. you've already won. And he will gloat, but it's more or less like kind of like a cherry on top. Regina's clearly hiding something. Like, yes. she's not happy. Um, and he asks her, how did it feel? To kill or crush the heart of the thing you love most. And he knew it was her father and she didn't initially know that price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely is one of those things where I'm like, Regina, if Rumpelstiltskin doesn't seem worried, you should seem worried. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how she arrived at, at that <laughs> conclusion. Um, I also love when he said, when she says, well, it looks like getting rid of a baby just made it to my to-do list. Damn. Dark. Dark. And his sing-song taunting of her. And she's so frustrated. She's like, oh, stop taunting me. Well, he's, she says your taunts won't get you anywhere. Except they do. Before she literally offers him <laughs> everything she can think of. And I'm like, that's not a good way to show that. It's, it's not good. Yeah, I think that was a great way to set up. I, I really liked the, I mean, I was trying to tie this together in the synopsis. But he's like, you're going to have a hole in your heart. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then... Lo and behold, 18 years later, hole in heart. It's also bad Regina lying time. Like, she's like, uh-uh. She's already got the hole in <laughs> yeah. her heart. She can feel it. Like, even when he asked her how does it feel, and she says, she deflects and says, well, that was the price. She doesn't say, it didn't bother me. Something else I think is interesting is, like, when she says, like, I've won, because she's casting the curse. Did she see casting the curse as winning? And if so, why did she set up this, like, elaborate situation that lasts forever? Um, that was like victory. It, the like celebration of watching them suffer. Yeah. Okay. Remember, she likes to gloat. Yeah. Her whole thing is that she, she wants does. to revel in their misery. She does. Um, and what is so sad about Regina is that all she had to do was build in some happiness for her into this curse. She didn't even think of it. Didn't she's so broken? It didn't occur to her to make herself happy in this curse. This is what happens when you are actually consumed by revenge: is that you are more interested in making everyone else miserable instead of making yourself happy. Yeah. I feel like past storybook is the logical next transition. Yeah, I think that's the way. I think that's the place to go. We got some Archie. We haven't seen Archie in a while. Welcome back, Archie. Mandatory therapy. <laughs> we talked about this. Archie's great here. He, He's this really is exactly great. how we use him. Regina's great too, actually. I'm feeling nothing. I, I like how she leads into that, too, because he asked her how she's doing, and she's like, nothing, everything's fine, nothing. And then she's, she finally, like, breaks down and says, I feel nothing. Well, she also snaps, which is funny, because she goes, I don't tolerate that type of bluntness. I'm the queen. <laughs> I'm the mayor. The mayor. Uh, and he's he actually is pretty brave to, like, keep pushing on her after she says that. So that's kind of one of those things, you know, we talked about this a lot in season one. You always felt the curse was making them their worst self. But Archie shows a little bit of a backbone here. Mm -hmm. Like, the mayor, quote unquote, 
has threatened you, and he's like, no, the right thing to do is to get you to open up, to push, even though, obviously, we know the type of person Regina has established herself as. And this isn't, like, immediate storybook. They know each other at this point, having interacted for... As long as either of them can remember. <laughs> 18 years. <laughs> 18 years, yeah. So, like, obviously, she is not a woman to be trifled with, and yet he still does it. Uh, she really reacts when he uses the actual word hole. You're a driven woman and sometimes that can leave a hole. And she's like, what? I also, I think the... There's a point where when she says, or he says you have a hole, and she immediately flashes back to the conversation with Rumpel from back in the past. And jumping ahead a little bit, Rumpel says, when you become a parent, you must put your child first. Mm-hmm. He's talking to Regina, but he's most certainly talking about both himself and his father. It was yeah. an excellent three-way, like a three-person conversation where he was like, all of us messed up. Don't mess up. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Apparently, I'm sleepy for this podcast today. Um, Want to jump to Regina and, and Gold? Oh, gosh, yes. Please. <laughs> I need a child, Gold, and I need your help. Well, well, I'm, I'm flattered, flattered, but, but I'm, I'm interested. Uh, there's no energy. I don't care what you said. Not like that. There's no energy. Also, energy. if there was energy, that was the appropriate time for that energy to have shown up. And he immediately shoots her down. With <laughs> honestly one of the more funny lines, like, I, I love that they brought the comedy back this season. Because you don't have to, like, spend a ton of time with it. But lines like that are just hilarious. And she's, like, disgusted at the idea that that's what she was suggesting. Though, admittedly, if a woman walked up to me, like, I need a child and I need your help, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> excuse me? The, just pulling out all of the fairy tale situation from this story. Mr. Gold. Yeah. He's a rich man that owns a pawn shop in this really small town in Maine. I understand that he's wealthy, but, like, he lives in a tiny town in Maine. Like, yeah. he never travels anywhere. I don't know. Like, what is... He owns a pawn shop, for God's sakes. And someone walks in and is like, yo, you're a shady man. Procure me a, a child through adoption. Shady style. Yeah. That's <laughs> very weird. I mean, he's also a lawyer. I guess that's true. <laughs> so it would make sense that he would know how to go through yeah. the system. I also... I was thinking about this, and I was like, Let's say that Regina had been asking in that manner. Is Rumpel actually the best choice here? Like, who else? Because Charming's unconscious. He can't do it. He's in a... Uh... Well, that's a weird thought. But who... Like, Rumpel actually is the next best choice behind Charming. I guess Graham? Yeah, I mean, well, it depends on what you're... I'm sure there is not a sperm bank in Storybrooke, Maine. Nope. <laughs> we can rule that out. I'm sure there are other men here that might have... I mean... Of the ones we've met. Archie? Come on. <laughs> Come on now. Well, ideally what you would do is examine medical history. You know, fake curse medical history. I was history. like, okay, since that's not at play... <laughs> coma, bad choice. Nope, coma's a bad choice. <laughs> Though, I feel like that is the kind of thing, if the show really wanted to get twisted, is that Regina would have, like, had a baby with Charming. Oh, yeah. That's 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 very soap opera. That's very soap opera, and that's how she's mm-hmm. tormented. That actually is a way for her to torment Snow White. I, this is Charming's baby, and now Charming has to stay in my life and make you miserable. Oh, my God. Roger, that's dark. It is dark. Okay, going back to things that actually happened. Uh, <laughs> Gold is about to say... You'll make a good mother. And he says, I'm sure you'll make a mother, mother of, of some, some sort. sort. 
And he just pauses, and she is so angry at him when he says that. Yeah, very angry. I don't buy that Rumple is cursed. He's definitely He cursed. is toying with her at an expert level, and everything she says he has a perfect answer for. That that just that seems insane to me. He like literally told us that he was not awake. We know that he wasn't awake. Rumpelstiltskin is known for being many things, and deceptive is one of them. He's not awake. Actually, when did he tell us that he wasn't awake? We uh, well, he'll tell us that later. But he hasn't told us as of now. In season six, we will learn that he was not awake for sure. I also have said many times before. I think the events of season six are mostly ignorable. (laughs) They're just fucking dumb. Um, As it is written in this episode, he looks awake. He's definitely not awake. I mean, she, Regina herself is convinced he's awake. I, I think that she doesn't believe that he wouldn't be because she can't imagine what his plan is. But also, how is he able... So this is the thing that is shocking to me. He knew that she would come to him, right? In the Enchanted Forest, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then how did he know... To get this specific baby. He didn't know. So he just got lucky? Yeah. It was fate. That's... I don't... I don't buy that Rumpelstiltskin leaves things to chance. This is a guy who plotted 200... Or 100 plus years to get his son back. And he was hoping that he would simply get lucky? I think that he he saw that it would happen, like like how he explains how the fu- seeing the future works. Yeah, he knew that the savior would come, and he built it in, mm-hmm. and he didn't know exactly how that would happen. Mm-hmm. And these were the pieces that made it occur. And Neil has that thing when Emma, when we learn that Neil is sure. Balefire, um, and she's like, "What? This is like a crazy coincidence." And he was like, "No, like my father always taught me that like coincidence is not real, like it's fate." Like, sure. I don't I don't believe in fate, but Rumpel does. I can accept it to some degree, but this is like an obscene level of events where no one's intervening and he got every piece of the puzzle to hit perfectly. And maybe that's not I mean when you think about how fate is often depicted in stories, it doesn't always have to be it have had to happen exactly like this. But you had to get to the end. Like point. if Regina didn't adopt Henry Maybe Emma would have come here for some other reason. Like maybe she'd be chasing a mark or like sure. whatever. Yep. Um, I I think I think it would have happened regardless, yeah. and fate brought them all together. Hmm. He just seems very in control for someone who like all. If you look at all of the other characters when we look at past um, Storybrooke, they look like they are completely powerless and just going along with the flow. Rumpelstiltskin looks in control. I mean, that's part of Rumpel's personality trait, to be in control. Sure. And also, it's pretty easy to look in control when... I mean, I think Regina's actions, I don't want to say make sense, but, like, I understand them. You know where she's coming from. She has all of this background information that other people don't have. From Gold's perspective, crazy lady walks into his shop and asks him for a baby and then later is, like, accusing him of... She's, she's like, did his mother was, like, left in the woods here 18 years ago. And he's like, so? But he doesn't <laughs> say so. He's smirking. That's the... Th- so, like, the way the actor is playing it, he's laughing as if, like, yeah, of course. I mean, maybe what... they told him he thought he was awake, but he's yeah. not awake. <laughs> I think he was intended to be awake. I, I, I've always believed, like, even I said this when we get the first Welcome to Storybrooke... He is the one who seemed awake when they walk into his shop. I'd, we've just seen evidence of him not being awake. 
What evidence? In previous episodes. You mean back in season one? Yeah. Well, no, we didn't because he's awake the whole time in season one. Yeah, but like in flashbacks. What flashbacks? I don't know. I don't remember the specifics. He's not awake, Roger. I don't know. He's just not awake. Because we've only had two storybook flashbacks, haven't we? Yeah. The one with Owen. And this one. And this one? Is there not another one? I don't think there is. He's not awake. (laughs) Trust me. Watch the show. Listen, there are two fundamental rules. Rumple is awake and the cake is a lie. The cake is Now I want cake, Roger. Sorry. And it's a lie! (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing that I really appreciate is in this whole conversation, Regina is like so convinced that Rumple is fooling her, but it doesn't matter because she's so desperate for his mm-hmm. help. Like she believes fundamentally what I think, that he's awake, he's tricking her and he's playing her. And it's almost like, oh, this is like you and your mom. You knew she was playing you, but it didn't matter because it was the thing you the wanted. Thing so badly. You wanted to see it so badly that you said, I don't care what the concert, which is Regina to a T. This is going to backfire on me, but I want this more than anything and I don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay, well then she adopts Henry. She go. She leaves Storybrooke to go to Boston. Oh yeah, the first time she's left Storybrooke, right? I think so, yeah. Hmm. And interestingly, just tells dude about the town of Storybrooke in Maine. Did Gold leave Storybrooke? No. Because he, he couldn't have left. No. But he just does everything behind the scenes. Yeah. Which, that's another thing that's interesting to me. How the hell does he have contacts outside of Storybrooke? I mean, I don't know. He probably doesn't. He probably looked them up in a phone book. <laughs> uh, so I, we, I asked you this question off mic where I said, it sounds like when he says the adoption fell through, that he had engineered the events to make That's some things totally happen, possible. Which is why I was like, but to do that, you'd have to have contacts or bribes or something like that, which means, you know, like there was some... There was something going on. It felt like that Rumpel had made some things happen that maybe shouldn't have happened. My my brain instantly went to, he killed those people. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's definitely not what happened. I mean, in all likelihood, <laughs> he called up this adoption agency. Yeah. He, call, he probably called several adoption sure. agencies um, in the Boston area. And then talked to the man that goes to Sandals for two weeks every year and said... How would you like an upgrade on that sandals vacation? Mm, everybody has and a price. And then, yeah, of course. I mean, it might not have been that guy. It could have been anybody. Sure. And then he just told the other people, like, oh, mm-hmm. this isn't going to work out, and gave the baby to Regina. Yeah, okay. So he had some sort of, his, uh, his hand was involved in this. Yeah. A phone call and some money can do a lot. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, she also tells him about Starbrook. What if he'd been like, I want to go see, because don't they do an like, at-home visit typically? Like a check where you live type thing yeah you definitely i mean i guess if the wheels are being greased who knows but yeah they do like a lot of things before you can adopt a baby and none of them can come to this town that doesn't exist red flag (laughs) also i feel like if if i told you hey i'm from a city you've never heard of your first thought is oh that's interesting i should probably look this up like where the hell is this place yeah where are you the mayor of are you lying are you actually a mayor do you sell children on the black market (laughs) <laughs> so I, that's why I thought the wheels were being greased in the yeah. background. Like, turn a blind eye for a lot of these things mm-hmm. because there are some things that don't make sense even here. But he also is like, you know what? We're getting a baby home. The foster system's terrible. So better to just give it to the questionable lady. 
And then she brings Henry home and mm-hmm. is struggling a bit. Babies are hard. I thought that moment was actually one of the more sweet moments. Oh, yeah. Uh, when she... So, like, typically Regina's a woman who just gets everything she wants by, like, intimidation, threatening, power, magic, and control. And she can't get Henry to stop crying. And she, like, begs him. Like, begs him. I will give you anything. Just please stop crying. And he finally does. And she's genuinely, like, for the first time, I think, ever chronologically happy since Daniel died. The way that she looks at Henry at every point in this episode is so beautiful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That, 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 that is the way Snow and Charming look at each other. That's the way Belle and Rumpel look at each other. Like, I've said it before, right? Like, I thought they might have had true love because I think Regina genuinely, truly loves him. Yeah. Oh, Henry, you are truly the only one in all the realms who believes in me. Is she wrong? No. No, she's not. Um, Regina and Snow. We haven't seen those interactions in a while (laughs) because we haven't seen Cursed Snow in a while. Forgot how much I enjoyed those. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Regina's so overwhelmed at first that she's just like, here, take the baby. And then she's so mad that he stops crying for Snow. As much as Regina hates Snow, there has to be a certain level of trust yeah. for Regina to have given her baby to her. Well, she knows. She knows that Snow would never hurt a fucking baby. Yeah, but she could have given it to anyone. Of course she could. And actually, I take that back. Regina isn't... This is actually one of the first times she's upset that the baby stops crying for Snow. But when she gets the baby back and he starts crying for her, rather than like lashing out at Snow like one might expect, she she takes it on herself, which is unusual. She's like, what's wrong with me? She doesn't blame Snow. She says, what do I what didn't I do right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost out of character for her. Yeah. It is out of character for her. That scene with Dr. Whale, too, is so funny. And that's back in character. <laughs> is he a smoker? <laughs> um, hold on. Before we jump on it, line from Regina. How did you do that? Snow, do what? I'm sorry. It's so weird to see her terrified of Regina. Yeah, again. I forgot that Mary Margaret is weak. Weak and, yeah. and, and immediately apologizes mm-hmm. and says, I'm so sorry if I did something. And Regina's like, just go away. Like, just get just out of here. Disgusted. Will had another good line that I liked a lot. Um, Regina says, like, I paid for this. And he, like, under his breath just says, like, well, your insurance did. Oh, it's not under his breath. He says it right. He's not, you know what's interesting? He's not afraid of her at all. Yeah, he thinks she's ridiculous. Yeah, he's mocking her, though. Granny also isn't afraid of her. Okay, you can't make a curse to make Granny afraid. (laughs) I don't think that's just, but, like, the curse was, like, I tried. And Granny was, like, get out of here. Yeah. It was the first time we'd seen... We, we actually didn't see him. We only heard Sydney. Yeah, that's true. We've mm-hmm. seen Sydney, though, in this season before. In this season? Yeah, he's in the mirror. And oh, she's, and, uh, he right. He makes the crack of if you drop me, if you break me, I'll make Yeah, that's sure right. That's right. Years. I remember that now. Yeah. Nice to see or hear from Sydney again. Also, gosh, the line she delivers to Sydney. Isn't that illegal? Yes, but I knew for me you'll do whatever it takes. That's <sighs> the Regina we know. Did you say disgusting? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's disgusting. Uh, and then Regina gets a fax. <laughs> a fax. She has a fax machine at her house. What year is this, though? 2000? Okay, so fax machines were still a thing. That's reasonable. It seems weird to have a fax machine at your house, but I guess she's the mayor. Actually, it's not that weird. People had fax machines at their houses. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, really, there's not that much different than a printer. You buy a printer and it's just two in one. And she instantly storms back into Rumple Shop, and she is visibly seething with rage. Yeah. If steam came out of people's ears when they were mad, you would be able to see it here. Yeah, like, I'm surprised her face wasn't completely red. She was so angry. Mm-hmm. But again, Rumpel's laughing at the situation. Like, he's toying with her. I mean, that's the thing that was so interesting to see is that he's toying with her right now. Even though he's asleep, quote-unquote, I don't believe that, he's still in control of this scenario. I think he also just finds it amusing. Like, as Mr. Gold, he's like, I like, I don't care about the outcome of this situation at all. <laughs> but he does. He just doesn't know he cares? Yeah. Also, she calls him an imp. <laughs> she she really pulls out some I will destroy you level language in this conversation. As she's storming out, she says, and nothing will tear me away from my revenge. What an unhinged thing to say. But also, normal people would react to those things. And Gold is just like, eh, whatever. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many things where he's just like, yeah, that's normal. Although I think he knows that... One way to infuriate Regina, as Mary Margaret does, is to not react when she's trying to get you to argue with her. She gets really frustrated when people don't fight back. Mm, she does, but Mary Margaret's doing it out of fear. Yeah. Like, she's terrified. Yeah. Rumpel isn't he's terrified. He's not afraid of her. No. He's just laughing, in fact. Like, he's smirking, or he's chuckling, or he he has a quip every single time she says something. Like, it, he seems ready for it. I mean, it's it's... It's a fascinating... It was a, a nice kind of callback to season one where mm-hmm. she didn't know he was awake and he's toying with her. It was very similar to those scenes for me. Um, also, look, I've spent the whole season criticizing Snow White. I want to be very clear. I love the actress and this past little interaction. Jennifer Goodwin is great. Like, yeah. she's still a great actress. She's it's just excellent. I don't like Snow White in the current. Like, past Mary Margaret is still hilarious. <laughs> This episode was a fine Mary Margaret episode. Yes, and Snow. She didn't do much. Yeah. Well, no one did because there's a lot of people in this episode. Correct. <laughs> Regina did a lot and that's about it. Uh, Rumpel does a lot. He's in this a lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Henry's in it a lot. Pan's in it a lot. Then Regina takes the baby back. She decides she can't keep him. She can't play into whatever Rumpel's plan is. I guess we should have explained the plan those i mean they watched it but she discovers that the baby is the mother is essentially the savior that she's been told about Mm -hmm. and now she's decided that she would rather have her revenge she's going to choose her revenge over love for henry and decide she's getting rid of him like i'm not going to deal with this crap but then there's a change of heart yeah i'm it's interesting i was trying to examine what actually is the moment for her and i think it's just looking at how he looks at her i think when henry looks at her and and smiles smiles. i don't i think at that point she Mm -hmm. goes i can't let it's not i think she said i can't let this go because no one has smiled at her like that probably since daniel the best thing for henry is to stay with a mother who will never let go of him ever again and then in that scene, we learn that Pan was after Henry from the very beginning. He sent John and Michael, like, they were the people that were going to take him. Ah! So that's the other thing. Like, Rumpel's plan required him to get there before they did. Or his plan is done. Yeah. I mean, that's why I just, I don't buy that he would have chanced. I just don't think it's fate. I think he had to know that he had to be a step ahead. Um... This is also what's interesting to me. I talked about this in season one where I wanted Regina to be the one to break the curse. This shows us that Regina was willing to choose Henry 
over her own revenge. Even if it meant she would lose her curse potentially, she cared about Henry more. You could have just taken that one step further and said, I will break the curse to wake my son up. Yeah. This. This Mm. is the Regina I wanted to see. Like, yes, I want everyone to be miserable. Yes, I wanted them to... But, like, I want you more than I want that. Yeah. And just take that a step further. Because this Regina, this... I mean, this was great work. You felt that she was a, you know, mother who loved her son. And, like, this was outstanding work. Yeah. And she even goes back to Archie for Mm -hmm. advice to, like, how to deal with this situation. And she... I don't, I, I'm not sure if how she dealt with it was the right thing to do or not. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think Regina's problem is always that, like, she may have intentions that are fine, but she has no idea how to execute it properly. Yeah, because I, I understand she's decided that she, she made a choice that she yeah. loves this boy more than her revenge, and she's willing to accept the risk that comes with taking the savior son here. But I think erasing her memory erases this sort of selfless choice that she's made. Like if she hadn't erased that, I think her trajectory would have been a lot different. I don't know though. Here's the thing. Like Rumpel and Regina both know who they are in many ways. They know Rumpel more so than Regina, but I think Regina knows that her, self-preservation instincts are still higher than maybe her love like she was about to give him up Mm -hmm. in that moment she's probably like i don't trust like cool maybe today i'm gonna have that feeling what happens in a week what happens in a month whereas i just want to erase that knowledge and never have to make that struggle because that's going to be a struggle every single day she's always going to be looking over her shoulder going when's the savior showing up when's the savior showing up because this and as we obviously know the kid ended up finding the savior the savior never reached out yeah i actually or what if he asked? Yeah. Based on how she plays this, I don't I I don't think that I thought this the first time that I watched it, but it is something that occurred to me, so I must have had that thought from somewhere. She's making this potion and she's telling Henry the story. Is she poisoning Henry? Like I obviously that's not what she's doing, but the oh. first time I watched it, cuz I could see I could see Regina being like, yeah. I can't just give him back. Yeah. He has to die. I have to get rid of this child. Oh, um, yeah, that that never crossed my mind because the way I mean the way she plays it is is yeah. too hard to like. She loves him, yeah, but I, she also loved her father, and she named this boy after her father. Yeah, but the difference is that while she loved her father, I've always believed she kind of hated her yeah. father because he stood by and just let her get bullied. Whereas like this. This boy looked... This is the only boy who's ever looked at her with, like, you know... Mm-hmm. You're enough. You know, basically what we heard from Cora. Like, you're enough, Mom. That's fine. And going back to this erasing her memory, setting her back in terms of, like, her emotional growth, the story that she tells him... Display, one, it's a weird thing to tell a baby, but he doesn't understand, no, so whatever. No, no, no. Uh, it, it includes acceptance... Of that, that she kind of did something that was wrong. Now, I guess not that she hurt other people, but that it wasn't going to help her. And I think it takes her a really long time to come back to that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in like season one. Mm-hmm. She despaired when she learned that revenge was not enough. She was lonely. She needed to put her own troubles aside and put her child first. She actually got to the spot that it took her two seasons yes. to get to because of Henry. Yeah. Which is funny that he ends up being the catalyst both times. Though, what I don't get 
in that case, the events with Corrin no longer make sense. If Henry is the catalyst that's supposed to make you better, he was still in play when you decided to go be sidekick to Mommy Dearest. Yeah. But, like I said. But Mommy Dearest wasn't here in this situation. I know, I'm saying this happens afterwards. So, like, she got there at the beginning of season two and she says, I want to change and be a better person for you. Mm -hmm. Backslid because of Mommy Dearest and then finally figured it out. Yeah. Anything else in Storybrooke? I wish we got more Storybrooke flashbacks. I think they're great. Yeah, they need more. Like, some of the Enchanted Forest flashbacks I just don't care about. I already know Snow and Charming enough. It's I don't yeah. need to see Evil Queen Regina. But filling in those gaps from, like, the 28 years of Storybrooke would actually be more interesting to me at this point. Show me the past. And it's also fun to see those cursed characters again. Yeah, and even I also really enjoyed Tallahassee when we get the Emma flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the list of episodes that are coming up next and remembering what the, the Enchanted Forest flashback is in the next episode, and I'm already disappointed. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not even that it's not good. It's that it doesn't add any. I don't care. Yeah. That's my problem. I don't care yeah. about those because I have... Th- like, it, I cared in the first season because I needed to know who they are. Yeah. Now I want to know what happened. Well, I want to know what happened, not in the past, I want to know what happened in between. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but I'm good with past Storybrooke. Really fun to see old school Storybrooke. I miss Storybrooke. Yeah. I think that's great. So Neverland we go. Never Neverland. When Henry... So I'm just starting right when we first get to... Ne- Is he dead? Because um, his heart's ripped out. I think... I, I think what we're meant to believe... Mm-hmm. <laughs> is... Because you don't die when your heart gets ripped out. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody crushes it. Mm-hmm. I think that he's fine for now, mm-hmm. but he's, like, not breathing, so it's not good for his body, which is why Regina needed to mm-hmm. to magically seal him. But because his heart hasn't, like, fully integrated with Pan yet, it's almost as if his heart is just... Dying. Or just, like, in a box. So he's, like, okay yeah. until it integrates with Pan, and then he's not going to be okay. Where's Pan's heart? Apparently he doesn't have one. Well, it makes sense because he abandoned his son. Or it's just... In there too, it's black. Oh, maybe. I don't yeah, because like he didn't swip swap hearts. Swip. He just swip. He took his heart and he put it in his chest. And you're like, uh, but where's your heart? Yeah, I don't Does know. Does he need double hearts to power this? Double hearts. Double hearts. <laughs> uh, uh, that conversation between Regina and Emma over Henry's body is like really beautiful. Too. It's also great because it finally tells Emma like, "Fuck off." You've had everything given to you, and I have nothing. Yeah. And I mean, it's... Like, Emma was an orphan. She grew up as an orphan. That's awful. But she does... She found... She has a son who wants her so badly that he... Found her. Somehow found her from sealed records. She has parents, and she has a... Person. A person. That was one of the funniest lines of the episode, where she, like, looks and just like this person it's like in that in episode one of this season when neil is in the enchanted forest and they're like asking about like like, oh you know emma and he's like she's my (laughs) yeah yeah it's a callback to that like she's my uh i don't even remember what he says yeah but it's that it's i we actually don't understand what this is and also emma has a pirate who pines for her and and regina's right like regina and and i think the thing that is difficult that I that the other characters have been struggling with Regina has seen a lot of loss in her life 
a lot of which she caused oh, yeah. herself. 100%. Um, but they also are now seeing her differently. Like she made a choice to save everyone last season to save them. And Emma sort of accepts. She's like, you're right. Like Henry is all you have. Uh, and yeah, Regina says, all I have is Henry and I'm not about to lose him because he's everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that something that this season and the next season are about is Regina finding more than just Henry. No, I agree with that. I think one of my problems with this show is that I just don't like Emma because she gets everything all of the mm-hmm. time for no fucking reason. I don't know about for no fucking reason. Hook is no fucking reason. <laughs> She's She nobly sacrifices herself very often as the savior. What does that have to do with this? Not okay. this specifically. I just mean that Emma doesn't just get handed everything. She got handed the burden of being the savior, and she has to carry that for seven seasons. She got handed magic. <laughs> handed. You didn't have to earn it. She didn't have to train. She didn't have to learn it. It was just given she to her. She does have to train to, to use get... it successfully. Really? Ask Cora if that's true. Well, you can't because she's dead. But the point is, she steps in front, makes a dumbass move, and her white magic just protects her. She actually doesn't have to earn it. It's just given to her. She has a pirate pining for her for no goddamn reason other than the fact that, what, she's pretty? It's not like they had, like, great adventures she together. She offered him not to be alone. She offered him the chance to at redemption. K. And then she and she also has... What do you mean, back. K? That's a big deal. You agreed that it was a big deal when she offered him that. I agree it's a big deal. I'm not saying that explains why they're, like, why he's pining over her. Mm. Like, when I even brought this up about the whole, like, okay, like, yeah, you and Mila fall, fell in love. I don't understand now how you just magically fell in love with Emma. Like, that, and which is basically what he said. You just really don't like Emma. No, I really don't like Emma. I don't like the way the character has been positioned. She was fine in season one. But... Like, the love triangle is terrible. I mean, hell, they're even having a pissing contest right now, and Henry is basically on the verge of dying. Shut the fuck up about your pissing contest. No one cares. <laughs> that is the least important thing right now. There's a boy about to die, and you're his father, and you're over here literally engaging in a pissing contest with the pirate. Come on, man. Neil, I used to not call you an idiot. You're part of the idiots now. <laughs> like, I think, actually, uh, Charming says the point of, like, nothing else matters, and he's going to die. He acknowledges that nothing else matters, and those two can't fucking figure it out. Yeah. Charming's like, I don't care if I'm dying. We save Henry. That's true. Charming. Charming. Noble. Yep. Good man. Other two? I mean, Neil's a good man, but just a dumbass right now. <laughs> Hook? Eh. Uh-huh. Eh. Where do you want to go? Um, well, I think the other important piece of that conversation is not just that Emma recognizes that in regina but she also gives regina control to decide what they're gonna do we'll do it your way yeah finally and and it is also like regina decides what they're gonna do but then she's she's ready to go all after felix to get the answers to where pan is and emma recognizes felix is never gonna fucking tell you like he's just not really felix no way what did you say about when you control someone's heart They'll do whatever you want. I guess that's true. Regina grabs his heart and says, tell me where Pan is. He but can't it, fucking choose it. But it worked, and now all of those kids Sure, but again, it wasn't necessary. You had the answer. <laughs> Rip, tell me where he is. Problem solved. <laughs> also, let's talk about that line. That should have been delivered by Snow. 
What? What every kid wants, a mother. Mm. Like, they invert it. In my opinion, that should be a Snow White line. No, I think it was important that Emma's the one that said it. Because she learned that from Snow White. Yeah, but I also think that, like, Snow White saying it and looking at Emma is acknowledging that, like, I understand why you resent me. Because you didn't have a mother. Even though you Mm. know it's not my fault, I acknowledge. Because, quite frankly, we haven't really seen the Charmies acknowledge that you got screwed here. Like, they know it happened. And they talk about how they got screwed out of everything. But they never say that, like, the cost of us choosing to save everyone, which is a thing they've done many times, was that your childhood sucked. So, like, that should have been basically, like, I'm sorry. We made the right choice, but it was at your happiness. Mm. That's why I thought Snow should have made that line. Yeah. I mean, what truly would have been powerful is if Regina's the one that figured it out. Regina's not there yet. <laughs> She's there with Henry, but not with Regina is not there to save everyone. Regina is there to save Henry. Mm -hmm. Although she does, um, without even thinking about it, she takes Pan's, or I'm going to call him Penry. She takes Henry's (laughs) heart. (laughs) What? He's not Pan yet. I guess that's true, but he has Henry's heart inside of him. She takes Henry's heart out of Pan's chest. And then, without even thinking about it, also picks up the box that contains Rumple, yeah. which is the way to save Snow and or to, to save yeah. Charming, which I think is a big step for Regina. Can we talk about that? Just that. Yeah, absolutely. That might be one of my favorite scenes in the entire series because Pan tricks it. First off, Snow White. We talked about this in season two. Don't push it. Immediately pushes it. Regina, hey. Be careful, he wouldn't have left this box out for no reason. <laughs> I don't care, this saves Charming. And you've fallen into my trap. What the fuck are you doing, woman? I told you we shouldn't have brought her here in the first place. She just won't listen. That's true. This trap would not have been sprung if she had, I don't know, took in five seconds to be like, hey, this is here for a reason, don't pick up the box. Yeah, I know. You want to know what's in the box? <laughs> what's in, in the, the box? box? Dumbass. What's in the box? But then I actually think, that, what is it called? The Tree of Regret? Tree of Regret? Yeah, that sounds right. I think it's the Tree of Regret. That's that's another one with like the caves. Good scene. Yeah. He dresses each one of them down. That thing he says to Emma, I have your son's heart inside me. I can feel just how much you let him down time and time again. And I don't know if that's true or not. I think it is. Because I, I, Henry is very forgiving. I don't question that he, like, outwardly, he recognizes that. But deep down, just like Emma, he probably feels abandoned. They can rationalize it, but it's still hard. You know, it's hard to accept that you abandoned me. And also, he is mad still. Like, he was able to get past it, but he was pissed that she lied to him about his father. Yeah. When there was no damn reason other than her own feelings. She didn't choose him over her. Which is probably not, you know, he's like, this is, once again, you, you know, doing some crap. I love then that, like, Snow gets dressed down and has no response. Yeah, nothing. No no response at all. No, she can't say a damn thing. And then he tries that on Regina. And Regina delivers one of the more badass lines I've ever heard. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, I did, I don't know exactly what the line was. But she basically is like, yeah, I did a bunch of terrible things and all these things, but it got me my son. I have not a single regret. And we're broken free. Yeah, that was great. Also, you skipped the part where he tells them that Rumpelstiltskin is his son. And Regina's like, 
Rumpelstiltskin is your son? And Snow's like, how is that possible? And he's like, what? Like, what do you mean, how is that possible? Look at this. Yeah. Also, (laughs) you're literally the same age as your daughter. This shouldn't be that shocking to you. It is weirder, though, that he looks younger than a known, very old Rumpelstiltskin. Yes. Um, But I I wrote down, that, that right there is how you deliver a badass I'm a mother line. Mm -hmm. Like, I had said the entire season what's bothering me about Jennifer Morrison is that her lines come off flat. They finally give one of these lines to Regina, and she knocks it out of the park. It is, you 100% believe that's the woman who's like, I will kill every single person if necessary to save my son. And she doesn't regret a thing she's done. Yeah. It's great. It's, that's a, that's a badass line. Agreed. And then she rips out his heart with no remorse. <laughs> I mean, it's Henry's heart, but I don't think she cared. She was taking him down and just, mine. And then done. they don't do a thing. They Which don't is? kill him. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you advocating this? I'm not, but I'm surprised you're not. I... I think they weren't sure what the consequences were. Yeah. Because well, and he's supposed to die anyway, like, very shortly. But, like, if if his heart is, like, melded even a little bit with, you know, like, they don't want to risk that that's going to kill Henry. Yeah. That does make sense. Okay. I'm also fascinated how much more brutal you are in your thought process this season, because you weren't like that last season. You want Felix basically just be gone. I mean, I don't necessarily want that. I also often think about how the characters would think about it. And maybe you're rubbing off on me. I don't know. Mm, I think there's a different reason for this. Um, what do you think it is? We can have this conversation off mic. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they basically finally, I said, Peter Pan, the ultimate forever child, just got punished by a mom. <laughs> you're grounded. <laughs> Mo- mommy mommy punished you. Yeah. I mean, ripped it, ripping out your heart does seem like a punishment. Yeah. And then things feel like it, you kind of have this feel. I, I had this sense of dread while yep. I was watching it the first dread. time. Because I was like, okay, we're in episode nine of the season and everything seems like it's going well. Things are going too well. <laughs> things are going. I like kept having these feelings like, what did they miss? Because. Everything seems like it's been wrapped up in a nice little bow. All the kids are going to go home. Everybody, Rumpelstiltskin is free now. They have, I think the thing that Rumpelstiltskin has waited his entire life for was that conversation. Oh my God, it was so beautiful. I mean, just Neil saying Papa with that oh, smile. Yeah. yeah. And then Rumpel, he's like, why didn't you tell us that Pan was your father? And Rumpel says, because I didn't want you to mm-hmm. know that I was as bad a father as he was. Because we're both the same, me and him. Because we both abandoned our sons. And Neil says, you're not the same. You came back for me, Papa. At one point, Hook said, my life's work is complete. That, to me, is where Rumpel was right there. He's like, my life's work is complete. Mm -hmm. My son has actually forgiven me. As he said, and father and son will be reunited. Beautiful. Beautiful. I almost came to tears how beautiful that was. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, uh, That's good. And then they wake up Henry. Yeah. And I have a few, I love, so like, Hook is there, and Henry has no questions about that. Why is Hook there? What do you mean? Well, I don't, like, in that scene, I don't know. But, like, Henry has no questions about why Hook is, like, helping them. The last that Henry knew, Hook was a bad. A bad? (laughs) A bad. He was a bad. I guess maybe he's smart enough to figure out that if Peter Pan is bad, then Hook is good. Maybe, maybe, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that actually is a, a great point, though. Like He also trusts his people, and if they're with 
Hook, then but Hook the last time fine. he saw Hook, he was trying to kill the Dark One. <laughs> That's their last interaction. He burst through and stabbed Rumple in the chest with a poisonous hook. I'm trying to remember if they interact. Because I guess Hook... Hook was there when they decide to save Regina with the bean. When he stole the bean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. He was a pirate, and he never actually sees that he comes back because, you know, he gets kidnapped at that point. Somehow. Which, how the hell did he get kidnapped? I still don't understand. Why was he standing Why was he standing so far away from everyone else? Because there was a bunch of them. Why do people stand so close to the town line? Why would Henry stand so far away from everybody else? I don't Both get it. Both cases, it was Hook's fault, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then they... I love the scene where they, like, do the thing with the shadow. It oh. was so cool. Well, hold on. Let's talk about, real quick... When he is, like, sleeping and they pan away for a second and you're like, oh, God, this is like a monster jump scare. And I fucking jumped. Like, when they pan back and pan is right behind him in the bed when he's laying down. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, that's where he's showing up. (laughs) And he's standing there and he looks creepy as shit. Like So creepy. This this dude feels like the monster of, like, a horror movie. And I guess, actually, even before that, Regina and Henry's conversation. So sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, And she... I Something I really liked about that scene... Earlier this, I guess, last season, we get a lot of the thing that you hate, which is Regina trying not to use magic, Mm -hmm. which I actually think was an important step because at that time, Regina didn't know how to use magic for non-selfish reasons. But fine, you can make that face if you want. But now she's very comfortable using magic and Henry's comfortable with it too because he's seen that she can change. I think their goal should have always been, let's have you use it for the right reasons, not just don't do it. And instead, yeah, I they, think that was the goal. Yeah, but th- that's not what they say. Like, that may be what we speculate, but Henry doesn't say, I want you to do good things with yeah, magic. Yeah, but when you have, like... Yeah, I don't want to hear that crap. Okay. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. You don't want to hear that crap? I don't want to hear that crap. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do... I understand what you're saying with that, but I wish the writers had given us more... Like, even if Henry had been talking to Emma and has a conversation that says... I don't mind her using magic. I just want her to learn how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. I, same I said with Bellfire and Rumple. I don't mind that you have power. It's that you're using your power to terrorize people. That's true. And we don't get that. Um, okay, so they do the thing with the shadow. Neil is literally standing in front of a cannon, which is very cool. <laughs> oh, when they tie up the shadow? he's holding the the coconut yeah. over the the cannon yeah. when Emma lights it so he has to like he's in front of a cannon and then it just like the way that it it goes up onto the sail and Regina like forces it under the sail and my favorite is the look on Hook's face as they're doing this he's like he looks scared he's well, like that shadow is fucking scary yeah, it tried shadow. to rip my shit out <laughs> yeah also, the shadow just looks creepy as shit. The shadow is really creepy. I love it. I, I I think the visual like work they did this season with Neverland is top tier. Like even the the scenes of them flying away on the job. Jo- so cool, right past Skull Rock. Oh, it just looks amazing. You just this is like a when I think of a fairy tale show, it's things like that that I want them to spend the CJ. Yeah. Don't give me dumb ballrooms. Give me this. This yeah. is what I want to see. Agreed. Um and yeah, they they Force Pan's shadow to become a Pegasus sail and fly them away. What did they do with it after? It's trapped in the sail, according to Regina. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. Does um the Roger ever fly again? The Roger? The Roger, yes. That's how I'll be referring to it. Because <laughs> I'm not a job. I am not a merry man. <laughs> 
Um, no, it does not. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and then Han and Penry switch I'm sorry, bodies. Han and Penry? Han and Penry. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> uh, okay. Han they switch and- bodies. We get that great scene with Rumple that I wish had more actual emotional weight because he's like putting his father in the box, but it's not actually his father. So well, but he terrible. thinks it is. I know. <laughs> I, so I wrote it down like in the sequence that I saw it, which was really funny to me. Pan shows up like a fucking creeper. Pan tries to rip out Henry's heart, but the spell stops him and he gives Regina credit like tricky. Then I was like, is he just going to reach through his heart from the back? So I also thought that that was what he was doing, but he was actually pulling out Henry's shadow. Which is even, I was like... This is like even... what does that even do? I mean, it'll kill Henry, but like, what's? I well, guess maybe the heart will then be there for him to take. That's my guess. Is that okay. he was just gonna straight murder him now? Like how they did to Greg. <laughs> like, fine, I'll just kill you because he's yeah. a desperate soul now. Yeah. So he tries to rip out his shadow, and then Rumple comes down and saves the day. And he felt it, right? He like shakes. He's like, mm, something is wrong. Uh-huh. And then he decides, I'm gonna trap you. But Pan, being a trickster, one last trick, swaps bodies. And that look on Pan. Henry? Henry's face when he is Henry inside of Pan's and body being sucked into the... Into, he's like, no, no, no! <laughs> and uh, I love creepy evil Henry. He's so good. The conversation he has with Felix is top tier. Now let's play. What a way to end the episode. Like, remember when Greg tried to sound sinister and we were like, No. This is how you sound. Yeah, this is definitely how you sound. No one, the one who's in trouble here is Henry. I also like that he convinces Felix by basically reciting like Pan's motto. Uh Uh-huh. Like Peter Pan never fails and he's like, Pan? Like he knows how Mm -hmm. Pan talks. And you're just like, even when you think, it's almost like how Rumpel started the episode by saying, "I'm I'm right where I want to be. Somehow Peter Pan is also always right where he wants to be. And it's like, damn. These two are good at this. Yeah. Like, he had three separate plans he came up with in a span of five seconds. Uh, he's pretty... He went from the heart to the shadow to the body switch. He's really good at this. Just like I said with Rumple, He doesn't have one plan. He has three plans at all times. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Anything else? I have so many notes. I just want to make sure we didn't miss anything. Gosh, I really do love that um, Neil and Rumple scene. Like, I, I don't love the cheesy moments the way that you do that moment was great though cheesy like, moments are amazing. no and that's but that was like, because that that felt earned right we've watched rumple work for that for years mm-hmm. so it's like when he finally got there i was like okay or even the rumple or the regina henry moment when Re- baby henry smiles at him i was like that's that's adorable and she's happy <laughs> oh tinkerbell we gotta talk about the tinkerbell one she got some magic back she did or she believed for a moment yeah and that's a whole was it because regina finally had love though was that why she got her magic back? Because remember, that's what cost her in the first place is she wouldn't buy into it. It's not just, it's that, but it's that Tink believed that she helped Regina. Okay, so she essentially completed the mission. Yeah. It yes. just was years, years later. Because Regina made her feel hopeless. Like, yeah. she, she, she chose not to accept love for herself, yeah. for the person that she, was in, that she was supposed to meet, and she ruined Tink's life. Yeah, that's fair. Because Blue is a jerk. Do we, do we ever get a Tink and uh, Mother Superior showdown? Yes. Good. I mean, I don't know about a showdown, but we do get a we get a moment. On a list of people, I'd be happy to see them rip their heart out. <laughs> that's not what happens in the showdown. <laughs> well, that's disappointment. I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. <clears throat> All right. 
what was your favorite moment in this episode, Roger? Uh, I have three. I have four. Okay. That's a, it's a good episode when we have seven favorite moments. Yeah. I'm sure there's some crossover. Um, oh, no, actually, I have three moments. Okay. So do I. Uh, Rumpel and Neil's conversation. Okay. The, I actually don't have that one, but it's very good. I, when he says, you came back from me, I was like, that's beautiful. Love it. No qualms about that. Um, Tink making the pixie dust glow is one of mine. Oh. Um, I think, I, I think it's an important external validation of where Regina has gotten. And it's really mm-hmm. important for Tink's story. Yeah. No, I think that's a good one. Um, Regina's badass line in the tree of regret. I have that one too. I should be overflowing with regret, but I'm not because it got me my son. I know that you and I disagree with this, but that is why I kind of believe in the ends justify the means. Or the means justify the ends. No. No, the, the ends end justify the means. Like, yeah, she did a bunch of terrible shit, but she actually doesn't regret it because all she cares about is getting him. Well, and I think the other important thing that we're not saying about that line is that she admits that it was terrible. Yeah, and she did them. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't somebody else's fault. Yeah. She did them. It wasn't Snow made her the evil queen. It wasn't yeah. Cora made it. It was, yeah, I did a bunch of bad things. My last one is, I don't really know if this is a moment... But any time that Regina looks at Henry. Oh, yeah. Any time. Yeah. All of the moments. I actually really, I didn't put it on him, but I was like, uh, when she begs him, and I will give you anything, that might be the first time we ever see Regina, like, powerless. Like, I can't make you do it. I'm just asking you. and Like, I I will give you whatever you want, which is a big thing. It's kind of like when Rumpel went to Charming. I'll give you anything. Just help me. Yeah. Um, But my favorite moment was... Regina, I, I want a baby, and I need your help. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm flattered, but I'm not interested. <laughs> Ain't no energy between those two. I like that one. Most ridiculous, I have two. I also have two. Okay. Um, my first one, I don't mean to imply that I didn't think this was awesome or cool, but when you just think about it at like a 30,000 like foot level, Pan and Henry switch bodies. They switch bodies. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing he could do. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. That's, uh, no, it's pretty nuts. Uh, my second one is, and we've actually kind of debated this the entire episode, the concept that Rumpel isn't awake and is somehow still running the show is just insane to me. He seems to be one step ahead of the only person who has memories. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous to me. Um, we might have the same, the same first one. Um, Regina thinking that Rumple isn't exactly where he wants to be when he's inside of that cell. That isn't my... I actually forgot about that. That was a ridiculous moment, but that isn't even the most ridiculous moment of this episode to me. Them boys had a pissing contest while Henry is dying. <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't even remember that. Good. It was stupid. <laughs> like, okay, maybe I can get Hook because that's not his son. Neil, yeah, you this is know your better. boy. You like, should know better. I get that you're in love with Emma. I understand it. As much as Rumple loves Belle, I do not believe that he would get into a pissing contest competing for her if Bay is dying. He is trying to save his son. Yeah, no. Like, come on, Neil. And that's not even who we've seen from Neil. That's true. It's just stupid. Who's your loser? I, I don't time. understand who else could be the loser besides Henry. Yeah, I also have Henry. I mean, he wins. And then he loses. The look of terror and the scream at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's really bad. It's bad. And then like, he, he, but most of the episode he's unconscious because his heart had been ripped out mm-hmm. or given away. So he'd gotten tricked. Then he finally does have a sweet moment. Oh, we forgot to talk about this. Is this the first time he called Regina mom to her? 
I think maybe you pointed that out. I mean, obviously not. He definitely called her mom when he was like a kid. Sure. But I think this is maybe the first time he said it, yeah. like since he's known everything. Because he, you know, like when he talks to Emma, he says, you're just like Regina. I always point out uh-huh. he says Regina. And this the first time goes like, you saved me, mom, and or something like smiles. that. Just and like, it's so sweet. Just like when the baby smiles. And I also thought that, I mean, when she was talking about like the space paranoids and pizza, like whatever, it's funny. But yeah. also, she knows him. Yeah. Well, like she really knows him. That's that's actually why I found it so absurd, that line about like, I'm a mother. Like, so is Regina. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a callback to past storybook when she's so happy that he sees her as his mom. Yeah. We do also get when they're... At the very beginning of the episode, when Regina talks about, like, Henry's all I have, like, he's my son. And, and Emma yeah. does, Emma says, our son, not my son, which I think is also kind of nice. What? I, while it is technically true, I don't know if that's the thing you need to say to a grieving mother. Like, I get where she's coming from, but, like, the woman is worried that her son is dying. That's not the time to No, I don't think that she was correcting her necessarily. Because I think that she was reminding Regina, you don't have to do this by yourself. Like, he's our son. Actually, in fact, he's our son. All three of us that are currently standing here. Sure. um, And we can save him together. It could be that. That is fair. I took it as, like, yeah, don't act like this is just your son. And she's like, not the time right now. Yeah. Come on. It's like at a funeral being like, this was our husband. Like, yeah, okay. Maybe not right now. <laughs> I have three winners. You have three winners. I only have one. Um, I have one clear winner. Then I have two, uh, second okay. and third. Third place to me, that trick by Peter Pan at the end, man. Yeah, that was really good. That you was really good. You just, I, mean, I didn't choose Peter Pan mainly because I'm assuming Peter Pan is going to like win some shit in the next couple episodes. Henry. <laughs> uh, I, just, uh, A, what a creeper. Like the, the the monster was seen and I him he got me to jump, which was like That visual effect was also very yeah. cool. It was very simple, but you knew exactly what was happening. And then when he's ripping out the shadow, like you, you see that like Pan mostly is controlled and a little boy, but then he looks like a monster. Yeah. He's gonna rip Henry's shadow and straight murder him. He goes for the heart, then he goes for the shadow, and then at the end he tricks him in swaps bodies and traps Henry's and Pan Han in Pandora's box. You're like, God Damn, you are a monster. He is a monster. Uh, so that's my third. Second place, Rumple. Easily Rumple to me. Just for the the conversation alone would have been enough. Mm. And then, you know, quote unquote, he gets freed, which is a big deal. Because he was trapped most of the episode. Past Storybrooke, he is toying with Regina. Like, all day. He's actually accomplished his goal of finding the Savior's son, which means his plan is in place now. I think he's doing a great job. Like, this episode has his fingerprints all over it. I agree with almost all of that um in like the conversation that he had with neil oh yeah like total win but i think that and he doesn't know this yet so i can maybe accept it as a win but his entire mission was to save henry and he just put him in a fucking box no i get it (laughs) but his life's purpose was completed that's true it was my winner is henry or sorry i was like what (laughs) It's Regina. Regina. Yeah. <laughs> My loser is Henry. Yeah. Is it right there? Loser Henry. I think this is maybe the best Regina episode ever. Wow. Yeah. I do not think it is the best one we will see in the future, but it is the best one we have seen so far. When I say the best one, I mean, I know 
way more about Regina now after this one episode than I feel like I've gotten in three seasons. Like, I think that's true. Her motivations for why she did what she did, how much she, because I used to question, did she really love Henry? And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure she does. I know for a fact, 100%, this woman would do anything to save Henry. Anything. She has amazing lines in this. Her acting is fantastic. It's top tier. She saves the day. I mean, she's the one ultimately who defeats Pan. It, it, win. Like, yeah, she's... She's back! Thank she's gosh. She's great. Yeah. Um, before we talk about what's next, I cried three times in this episode. What were the three? Uh, when Emma is telling the Lost Boys, I promise we are going home, all of us. And the look on that little boy's face. The look on that little boy's face. We had a little conversation off camera that I think we need to have on camera. You suggested, why did they uh, bring Felix? He did say that. What the hell is wrong with you? You wanted to leave him in Neverland by himself? That's what he wants. He's almost an adult. He'd probably just become the new pan, but. How come you don't have this similar level of disdain and uh, cruelty towards Korra? I mean, I'm not suggesting that they just murder Felix. But... Actually, in a previous episode, you did. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. You, you, you have more, like if I said we should just kill Felix, you're more okay with that <laughs> than every time I've said we should just kill Cora. No, you're right. You're right. You're and right. And Cora is a literal monster who murdered people and made them zombies. Like we've seen her do far more terrible things than, than Felix, who's a zealot at best. That's true. Yeah. It, you, and like you wanted to abandon him by himself. There's mermaids. And creepy shadows in the dark hollow. <laughs> I don't know. You're ruining my sweet moment, Roger. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go back to the Lost Boys you do care about. Um, the second one was when Neil says, Papa. Just, it, like... Hmm. I mean, he, it was even before he, like, forgives yeah. his... Like, just, like, everything encompassed in that word. Papa. Uh, when he said you came back to me, I had to fight back tears. Like, yeah. that was sweet. That was the one. Because I think that was the one where Rumpel felt like, okay, I'm not a failure. Um, And I'm not... I, another one. I'm not sure why this one and not the conversation with Regina is what sparked me. But when Wendy says, I believe in you, Tink, really got oh. me. And I think, like... In the book, Peter Pan, yeah. like when you don't believe in a fairy, they die. Oh, that's dark. Um, I don't believe in blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I just thought that was very beautiful. And then she, and then it, she believes in herself too. You didn't cry during the mother scenes. I am shocked at that. Nope. Wow. Which one are you thinking? Like the one where she's going to give him up, and then he, baby Henry, essentially like smiles and her fit. She's just overcome. Yeah, I definitely cried the first time I saw it. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm not sure why it didn't make me cry. This time, that moment was very. It was. Sweet. It was yeah. very sweet. I was. I was sure that was one of your three moments. The Tink one I actually missed. I didn't. I didn't even catch Tink and Wendy talking. I feel like Wendy's been very underdeveloped to me. Yeah, she's she's pretty underdeveloped. Which I don't get. Like, isn't Wendy Darling a pretty significant part of the Peter Pan lore? Yeah, but I think based on how they've set up Peter Pan, it would be difficult to use Wendy in the same way. Mm. I would have loved Wendy to have been the Felix. Oh, Jesus. That would be interesting. Wendy is, like, 
but like almost like she's like broken because he's taken her brothers from her or like she's so in love with pan that she's like the way felix is a zealot she also simply just believes in mm. everything so like Creepy. even if he killed the brother she's like because i love pan so much kind of like sydney and regina huh yeah all right so next week we or would you like to claim this as a top five after we've talked about it yeah all right top is, five episode from roger this is going probably fourth or fifth like this is a really good episode I, I, the last episode is probably second for me. Okay. Um. All right. So next week we are gonna watch episode ten, the new Neverland. And basically, what I'm looking forward to next week is this episode. Kind of seemed like it was gonna be over, and then at the end, like like the whole arc was gonna be over, and then it's clearly not. And the next episode is called the new Neverland. So like, what's gonna happen? I remember enough about this episode to say that the streak is over. This is not a top 10 episode. Mm. Um, and I'll talk about this a lot more in the recap. But this was such a good job of building up this villain that I'm very curious to see how they follow this up. The same way I felt about the curse. Okay, you got this cool thing. Now you've broken it. How do you follow it? Yeah. Although I will say, last night was deep in IMDb for several hours with Angela. And episode 11, so not the next one, but one after that, is the highest rated episode of season three and almost the highest rated episode of the entire series. So they might have three out of the last four were fantastic episodes. Mm -hmm. And there are people who hate this season. (laughs) I don't get them. Listeners, it's okay to have different opinions. It is not okay to hate season 3A. You're just (laughs) wrong. Send all your hate mail you want. I'll reply back to each and every one of you and tell you, you're all wrong. Twice upon a time pod <laughs> at gmail.com. You're just wrong. I'm sorry. It is what it is. The truth is the truth. All right. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch season three, episode 10, The New Neverland. You see you next time.